Welcome back. Well, higher gold prices have worked in DRD Gold's favor, further helping it offset the impact of load shedding on its operations. During the interim period, the miner reported a 6% rise in revenue, while headline earnings per share jumped 7% to 62.3 cents. And joining me now as we dig deeper into the company's results is CEO Neil Pretorius. Thank you so much for your time, Neil. Of course, just uh, starting off with the headwinds that the mining industry is facing. I mean, instead of things getting better, they are getting worse. And of course, from the intro that I've uh, just um, relayed there, seeming that load shedding is the biggest headache for your operations. So just shed some light on that and how it has permeated through to the numbers. Yeah, no, no, certainly. So the, we get most of our power from ESCO. But at one particular station, we draw power from a municipal connection. And in that particular one, uh, which is a fairly important one, with the onset of uninterrupted load shedding late last year, uh, and also with some maintenance issues that they experienced, we actually saw a sharp drop-off in tons through that station. So we had to uh, disconnect from the municipal supply and connect into an ESCOM substation. So that's pretty much been solved. ESCOM as a whole, uh, the arrangement is working, the arrangement in terms of which the mining industry only curtails consumption and uh, don't get switched off in its entirety. That, that's actually working quite well and, and I must say that the technicians in charge of that, they, they do their best to make sure that this works smoothly. What we are seeing though is that the ESCOM grid is, is under very significant pressure um, and you know, we believe that decision that we took to, to rather uh, supplement access to electricity by building the solar power station, that, that, that's a move in the right direction. So strategically and operationally, we, we're going ahead to, to make sure that we uh, reduce exposure to that risk. Yeah, so then obviously to cushion the operations from the decay that we are seeing at ESCOM, what do those CAPEX considerations look like? Just say again, please. What do those CAPEX considerations look like as you move to cushion yourselves from the decay of ESCOM? And it's fairly significant. Uh, the, the first phase is, is north of 400 million rand to, to put in the solar farm. Um, on top of that, there's going to be uh, a whole battery, uh, backup battery station as well, uh, with very significant storage power which will enable us ultimately to also put power back into the grid. So, so it's expensive, but if you, uh, um, if you model it over time, it actually makes a lot of business sense. It really does, not just in savings, uh, electricity savings, uh, compared to where we believe ESCOM prices are going to go, but also in terms of availability, the fact that you now have clean, uninterrupted, reliable power. It's still supplemented by ESCOM and, and we'll remain connected to, to some sort of a grid. Hopefully we'll get to a point also where we can take surplus power, put it back into the grid and draw it uh, off the grid at some of our other operations. So it, it makes a lot of business sense, although it's a, it's a, a lot of money up front. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, some of your other costs. Uh, your all-in sustaining costs climbed 20%. I mean, what is the biggest uh, pressure point there? Yeah, so in terms of all in sustaining uh, cash operating costs is up about 10%. And that was in line with, with forecast. We thought that it was going to be run about there uh, because of increases in fuel, uh, reagent costs, etc., etc. So there was higher than usual inflation for a number of reasons, one of which being the fact that fuel prices really went through the ceiling and there was a, uh, a 
reduction in the value of the rand. The rand slid against major currencies. Uh, in terms of the 20% that you refer to in all in sustaining costs, a big part of that is an acceleration of our capital investment program. We're sitting on just north of 2 billion rand in, in cash, cash in the bank. This money needs to be used, it needs to be applied within the business, and we do have projects towards both extending life of mine, but also increasing the throughput capacity of one of our operations in the far west range, uh, doubling throughput capacity there. That involves additions to the plant as well as a new tailings deposition facility. So we want to, we want to invest the money into that uh, to make sure that we can optimize our resource. All right. I did also mention, actually, that the higher gold price during the period helped offset some of the pressures uh, that we've spoken about. Are conditions supportive going forward of an elevated gold price for the rest of the year? It's hard to say because conditions were, in fact, negative for gold in the last 12 months. Uh, uh, the dollar was really strong. Yeah. Uh, interest rates were high, and that typically leans on the gold price. That pushes down the gold price. It, it did push it down, but we do get a sense that there's regional demand in the East and in Asia and so forth. There's massive demand for physical gold. In fact, there gold comes at a, at a premium. It's, it's not uh, strange to pay a 50 to an $80 premium for gold. And there was a massive flow of gold out of the United States and Europe into the East. So, so the dynamics are a little confusing at this stage. Um, so I think if, if, the gold stayed where, if the gold price stayed where it was, Notwithstanding the, the dynamics in the United States in particular and the strong dollar and, and the high interest rate, then at least the, the near-term prognosis for the gold price should be okay. And if it stays where it is now, it, it's not an unattractive gold price. It's actually a very good gold price. So I suppose one way of putting it, it it's the best bad gold price that, that we've had since I joined this industry 20 years ago. Yeah, I was actually reading an article earlier on uh, where UBS was saying that they expect the gold price to breach that $2,000 mark by the end of 2023 as the dollar weakens and maybe if we could see the Fed start to cut interest rates. Just going back to your operational challenges, I mean, just besides the structural issue of Talcom, are there any other headwinds that you are experiencing in terms of operational headwinds? Yeah, in terms of day-to-day of, uh, of -day operations, um, we know that it rains a lot during summer, and in the last few years it, it's actually rained a lot more than in the past, so we, we're experiencing the effects of climate change and global warming firsthand. Mm -hmm. So we've got to deal with that, and it does have an impact, especially in late phase reclamation sites where you use more machines and, and less uh, hydro mining. So, so that's something that we've got to factor in. We're a little disappointed in the performance of one of the, the regulators, one of the uh, state departments, uh, water and sanitation, who we thought were a little slow in, in processing license applications that were submitted more than three years ago. That, that's caused a three-month delay, which otherwise would have been, uh, we, we've been in a position to have a nice overlap of depleting sites and new sites uh, coming online. But mm. once again, you know, that, that sort of, it's, it's, it's an event, it's, it's not a trend. Yeah. Uh, other than that, really, we need to look after the safety of our people uh, and, and we need to make sure that uh, we, we keep focused on, on optimizing process, uh, keen eye on making sure that we keep our plant stable. Notwithstanding the fact that production was actually down in the period that we reported, plant performance was really, really good. Uh, so it was a volume throughput thing. And then, you know, we need to do, continue doing what we did in the last 
10 years, and that is invest in resilience, invest towards our risk, because we have a massive resource, and it's a really attractive resource. There are not many like that in the world, and we would like to take full advantage of that. And uh, our attitude and our, our approach to this is that you know we'll deal with the issues, we'll anticipate them, we'll deal with them, and then we'll try to, to invest ourselves out of those risks uh, yeah. in order to make sure that we do take full advantage of that resource. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and giving us insights on those numbers that came out earlier on for DRD Gold. That was the CEO of DRD Gold, Neil Pretorius. Mm -hmm.